Papa has done a great job, as usual, setting um, me up for uh, the sermon today. We're looking at a piece of text uh, where um, Mary decides that she's going to pour out all of this perfume uh, on Jesus. And so I did a little bit of research, and apparently this perfume was quite possibly a year's worth of wages. Now, I know we're in the season of Lent, and I've asked you to give up 10%, but Mary gave up 100%, a full year's worth of wages to anoint Jesus's feet. What would it take for someone to make such a sacrifice? She has seen Jesus bring Lazarus back from the dead. She has been a friend of Jesus. She has dined with Jesus. And now here she is. She is, she is prepared to anoint Jesus' feet with all of this perfume that she has, a year's worth of wages possibly. She pours it out on Jesus' feet and then she goes so far as to use her own hair to wipe his feet. How many of you would have given up a year's worth of wages of perfume for Jesus? Then would you turn around and wipe his feet with your own hair? I don't have that problem because I dated you. <laughs> wiped his feet with her own hair. This was entirely improper. She is touching a man that is not her husband. She has spent all of this perfume on a man that is no, of really no particular kin to her other than being a close friend. But she goes so far as to do this to show the significance of Jesus Christ in her life. It is said that she is possibly preparing him for his burial and for the death that is to come. But what I think Mary's story highlights to us today are two significant things. We have already went through or are going through this season of Lent and have committed to some sort of sacrifice. That we are giving up some things, Reverend Joshua, as best we can. We are uh, giving up some things, we are tithing, we are praying, we are doing the best we can to show that in this season of Lent, we can perform some sort of sacrifice out of gratitude for all that God has done and also to improve our lives and also out of prayer and hope for our church as it relaunches on Easter. So we have already committed to a season of sacrifice. But what we see in Mary's story is that the sacrifice is not good enough. It is not good enough to just say, here is my sacrifice, here is my offering, here is all that I am going to do. A lot of times people think that it's just enough to write a check or to send some money and to say, I am done with it. It's like on Facebook when people are like, I need you to call your senator or I need you to take action on something. What we tend to do is just like it. And a like is not action. Loving it is not action. sacrificing or sacrificial giving in some sort of a way, Mary's story teaches us that it goes beyond just sacrifice. 
What Mary had to do was to get down on her knees and serve Jesus by rubbing that oil on his feet with her hair. These are two extravagant, wasteful stories. You spend all your perfume on a dying man, and then you get down on your knees and rub this oil and perfume in on him with your hair. It is not just sacrifice, it is also service. We look at this story and we can say, look at, look at all that Mary gave, but we cannot go so far as to forget that she took some time to serve. And in this season of Lent, we are taking time to do some sacrificing, but I want us to be clear that we need to be setting ourselves up for after the relaunch, there is some real hard work that we have to do outside of these walls. The carpet is nice. All of the projects we're going to do in terms of our physical plan are nice, but that is not where the story ends. You don't go to work just to sacrifice your hard-earned money for a building. You go to work and sacrifice your money here because you love this community and you want this community to grow. I'm saying to you that we don't need to just sacrifice for the sake of the building. We don't need to just sacrifice for the sake of our church. We are sacrificing for a Savior that sacrificed to serve and to be in If Mary could sacrifice and serve, we can do the same. I've heard people say it's a new season, it's a new day. It is a new season, it is a new day for us. It is a day when we as a church will rise and say that we are here, we are back, we are St. Peter United. If Bob can get in here and push vacuums and sweep and move ladders and do all the work that she did in this sanctuary and the historic town yesterday, not many of us have an excuse. There are several of you already who are on the battlefield, as they used to say, for the Lord. You are out there doing a lot of the work that is necessary. You are sacrificing uh, your, your money, you are giving generously, and you are also sacrificing your time to make sure that our church is successful. But now, we have done a lot to improve our worship. We have done a lot to grow our congregation. We can't just be known for being that rocking church with that great preacher. I'm sorry, I'm too loud. <laughs> he that does not took his own form the same shall not be too big. <laughs> That's what Charlotte told me, and I appreciate the compliments. I've got a ways to go, but just reflecting that. Anyway, we can't just be the church with the rocking music and the great preaching. We can't just be all about being here on Sundays at 10. There is so much work to do out there in the world. And I like a lot of what, what Reverend William Barber said when we went to see him. We have got to understand that a lot of the issues 
that are happening in this country and that are happening around our world, I will tell you to your face and I will always tell you the truth. The Republicans and the Democrats are to blame. So I don't care about claiming any particular party other than Jesus. The only party I want to claim is Jesus' party and the one that gets me out of these doors to do the right thing out in the community. issues that are too complex to just say it's a right and a left. That is God of this world and we have all been created very complex. It can't be narrowed to this or that. And so as Christians, we've got to rise above this national political discourse and think more critically and be engaged in our communities in a way that people say that is faithfulness. That is being faithful to God. I want to be a part of something like that. Mary has sacrificed so much for Jesus. I tell you, I, I, um, <laughs> the, the, her story is, it's, it's challenging for us, y'all. It is challenging. As your pastor, I tell you, it is challenging. Why me go so far? has to give a full year's wages. Would we go so far as to wipe his feet with our hair? Would we go so far as Jesus to the cross? Each Lent, we travel this journey to the cross, but we don't go all the way there. We said we'd be off of caffeine, and you know, some of us did, and some of us have had a half a small cup here and there, and you know, to avoid all the withdrawals and the being in a bad mood. And we said we'd be off of pork and some of that other stuff, but some of us has had, have had two small pieces of pork sausage, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe two ribs. <laughs> It was at the same setting as my grandmother's 80th birthday, but other than that, I have not had any beautiful food. I promise, I wouldn't lie, I'm standing with you. But these small sacrifices, and I'm calling them small, I know they're big to us, but these sacrifices we are making are small when we consider the sacrifice of the Savior. And each year we take this, this small journey and we, and we sometimes, I had to remind myself, I was playing with the links on the plate and I was thinking, well, I, Jesus, I love you, but it's not. <laughs> and, and, the, and here's the crazy thing. I didn't even really want it. Like I had no, like, oh, I was a part of it. I had no particular desire for it. It was just there. couldn't even overcome that. And so as we think about the sacrifices that we are making, I'm not saying this to shame us. Like Joshua said, there's grace and love at the cross. Amen. But in our sacrificing and in our service, we do well to ask ourselves the question, is it enough? Is there more that God is calling me to do? Is there more that I can do to help people and to help 
my community. Paul said these things, because he's talking about how fabulous he is and he was and all the things that he had. He said, these things were my asset, but I wrote them off as a loss for the sake of Christ. But even beyond that, I consider everything a loss in comparison with the superior value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I have lost everything for him, but what I lost, I think of it as sewer trash, so that I might gain Christ. And he concludes by saying, the goal I pursue is the prize of God's upward call in Christ Jesus. Each year we get to take this journey to the cross. And I know it's going to make you feel as though and maybe think that uh, you may not be capable of doing it. But there is nothing wrong with being more spiritual. There is nothing wrong with being more religious. Don't let what other folks have done to destroy the faith turn out to be something that you want to avoid because how other people have damaged it. We as a church have to reclaim this historic faith of sacrifice and of service and of welcoming and loving all people. I will take God being religious any day over some other folks that are in my family that are religious. Our type of religion is the type of religion that the world needs now. Not the other kind of religion that excludes and shuts people out. Our kind of religion is the religion that the world needs now. Our kind of religion that stands up and says that Jesus is still Lord, not just because he saved my soul, but he is Lord because he flipped over that table. He is Lord because he pursued justice. He is Lord because he welcomed that woman that was different from him. He was Lord because he said, I will not renounce who I am before you are Christ. He was Lord when he went to the cross. He was the Lord when he rose from the dead. It was his sacrifice and his service that made him Jesus, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, and the Savior of Saviors. There is no salvation without the service. There is no salvation without the sacrifice. It was all of the work that he did. It wasn't just the work on the cross. It was all of the work that he did. And we are being called, called into that same narrative to live that same life of sacrifice and of service. Isaiah had me in mere tears. I give myself away. And Marcus really didn't like that song, by the way. That's a joke for another time. <laughs> I think he likes it now, maybe, because Isaiah said, I like it. Give myself away. I'm trying to live that. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm trying. What would your answer be to that question today? God loves us all, welcomes us all, <coughs> will always have grace for all of us. We're doing more than a whole lot of other people would ever consider doing. But what more could we do? What more could we do?